It's getting hot outside, so it's time to turn up the AC. And today, you have your host, Craig, as well as... Adrian. And we're going to be discussing a number of topics um, centered around just the everyday life of the young American in the United States. So, Adrian, first I want to ask you, can you tell us a little bit about the financial clock versus the maternal clock? And what does that really mean for, you know, young people? Well, for young people, as someone that is midway through her 20s, almost to 30, which is really, really scary, I feel like women, more often than not, so don't crucify me, have a biological clock. My biological clock is ticking, whereas men have more of a financial clock. I would say if you took a poll, men would more often say that they want to make a million dollars by 30, whereas women will say, I want to make sure I have my kids by 30. And there are scientific studies that back that up, you know, like after you get to be 30, it's considered a more high risk pregnancy and things like that. Whereas with men, you know, you guys just, it makes you guys, you guys like, you know, I mean, you, you tell me, what do y'all, what do y'all like? Cause it's not having families. Well, I mean, yeah, of course. Like, I don't think men's sole focus as we go through life, especially in our 20s to our 30s, is focusing on children or household. I think, yeah, of course, men want to make money. We want to be the providers. We want to live up to that name, to that, to that almost that stereotype, I dare say. Um, we want to provide not just for ourselves, but for our future family. But before we can think about a family, we have to say, how am I going to make this happen? Because if we don't believe and trust in ourselves, we will, be, we will feel completely inadequate leading any type of woman, child, as we go through life, especially when you have mentors and other family members who you've seen be successful. Um, the financial clock is just, I think, honestly, we could say moves a little bit faster than the biological clock um, in men's head. Because men don't reach a certain point of maturity until later in life. And they say, oh, crap, I'm about to be 25. I'm about to be 26. And what do I have to show for it? Meanwhile, women. Meanwhile, women, we can do both. I'll say that first and foremost. We can be about to be 25, about to be 26, about to be 27. And already in great in our careers, as we can say. Most women, all the women that I know, they're all successful in their careers, honestly. And more often than not, they may or may not have had to, dare I say, bring their boyfriend or bae up to their standards. Because oftentimes it takes a good woman to help that okay man to be great. Okay, so let's, <laughs> let's, let's talk about that for a second. When we say okay, man, we could just assume you're talking about a man without a college degree, with a college degree. No, I'm talking about any man. I guarantee you, get any any woman, any good woman. Let me put that. Put it. Put that. Any good woman with her head on straight will make a man better. Any man better. Okay, guys. So we can hear that she's not exactly certain on where she wants to talk about. She wants to talk about okay men, but now she wants to talk about all men. <laughs> 
I mean, where are you on this? Because okay, saying, because an okay man and a great man are two totally different people. I'm saying any man. Let's just say it right there. Let's take celebrity examples. Jay-Z and Beyonce. I was He was a celebrity. He had millions before he got with Beyonce, right? Right? Yes or no? Okay. Okay. He got with Beyonce. What happened? What's better than one billionaire? Two. Okay, Let's take guys. another example. Russell Wilson and Sierra. Russell Wilson had a great career. He was throwing the football. Ooh. <laughs> All right. So I want to step in right now. And we just want to just say, first off, being with a person, any particular person, whether it's woman, whoever, that doesn't correlate to automatic success. Because you no can, because that. a lot of no men, that, that is exactly what you said. No you said, said look that. at Jay Z. No, nope, let's, oh, okay. let's 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 take a break. Now you said Jay Z got with Beyonce, and then became a billionaire, as if she was the reason. He was his momentum They're was both the reason for their for both of their successes. His moment from a woman's perspective, right? But but what you have to understand is he already had a trajectory. He was a great man. He met a great woman. They doubled up and did well. Now, he could have been with an average Joe woman. Let's and just say. He would not have gotten to the height that he's at right you now. You cannot That's say just that. A fact. Are you serious? Can you stop for a second and think about this? He could be with the model chick who just raises his kids while he focuses solely on his career. And he could have done just as well. Craig, you talk all the time about how you only like to deal with smart girls. Why is yes, that? Yes, this is, is a that? fact. Why is that? Because Why is that? they are great assets. Okay, and what does a great asset do? Now, as far what, as we know... I, what does a great asset do? Do we know Beyonce to be a innovator? Yes, we do. Because you're not about to have a beehive after me. Yep, no, Beyonce is an innovator. Beyonce from what is I understand, amazing. From what I understand, Beyonce does not write her own music. Oh, she is a performer. So let's remember this, guys. She's an entertainer before anything. She doesn't speak on political things. She doesn't step onto the limelight and talk about social justices. From what we understand Beyonce to be, she is a performer and she is great at her job. And that makes her great. That doesn't add to Jay-Z's business acumen or his ability to make money. Now, I don't want to get too far off the topic because we're talking about a biological clock versus a financial clock. And I'll just kind of take a step backwards and let's just say, hey, you know, we have we have a man who maybe got things started a little late in life. And um, within a couple of years, he's able to grab a hold of the reins of his life and take control of his future. And um, I'll say this for all people, honestly, you don't feel the financial clock, quote unquote, as much. When you've actually accomplished things. I think a lot of people say, hey, you know, I'm about to be 30. Oh, my God, I'm freaking out. I'm about to be 30. I can't believe it. A lot of the times you'll find people saying that who haven't really. And I don't want to be rude, but haven't really done much for themselves. They personally just don't feel accomplished. And I think that's really the key to accepting your 30s because you can 30 is still very young. But you can be lit, successful, and amazing at 30 and not feel the pressures of a financial clock. And as long as you know you're on a good trajectory, um, honestly, the, the, the financial clock wears a little less on you. 
But when it comes to bi- the biological clock, I have to say, I've heard it from women time and time again. They don't want to risk having a child late in their life and they want to get it done as soon as they can. All right. We're not going to lie. I'm I'm not saying I want to get it done as soon as I can because that's a lie. I see kids now and I'm like, oh my God, there is no way that I'm about to turn my life upside down for that right now. I love my life. I love the life I've created for myself. I cannot wait until the day I can travel the world with my husband. And no, I do not want to have a child in my lap while I'm doing it. So that being said, I still do feel like I have a biological clock. That's just a fact. My biological clock ticks, you know? Now, we can also talk about it's 2020. We have great medicine, things like that. I mean, we can even go back to 1996, you know? The best woman in the world had a child at 36. So, anything can happen, you know? It's not a it's not a, like a pressing 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 thing for me personally, but I know in general women do feel like that. So, let me ask you this. Do you think that women would rather experience um great wealth or would they rather by the time they're 30 or would they rather have their husband and soon to be family on the way definitely husband and soon to be family on the way Hmm. that's that's an easy one because i i mean hey please do not get me wrong i don't think anyone intentionally wants to be a baby mother Okay. I just say that. I, hear you. I really don't think anyone wakes up and it was like, "Ooh, I can't wait till I call my baby daddy today." No. I want to be married. I want a family. Mm. Okay. Well, that's cool. We're cool. We hear that. We hear that. So, I guess that I guess from a man's perspective, we all know what I from from my perspective, you hear the priorities and from a woman, Adrian, you hear her priorities. So, um, if you guys want to talk about this a little bit more, hit us offline and let us know. Now, as we move on to the next topic, AD, what's up? Talk to me nice. I really want to twice. talk that talk now. Now, tell me this: Would you rather cry in a Phantom, <laughs> or would you rather cry in a Nissan? I'm crying in a Phantom every day. Mm. <laughs> Every day I'm crying in a phantom. First of all, hey, wait, stop. I'm not crying in anybody's car. That's number one. If you're a man, <coughs> what you coughing for? I never cried in a Cadillac. <clears throat> Continue, yeah, please. I never cried in a Cadillac. Anyways, I'm not crying in nobody's car. That's also not true. What? I've never cried in a Cadillac. Like, you just gonna sit here? You're not gonna be fake for the, for the podcast. Hold on, y'all. I've never cried. We could take this offline. Well, we could let this hammer out on here. (laughs) But we're going to keep it professional for the sake. Because you all know what happens when you pull that card. You just going to lie. And when that card come out, you already know what's going to happen. You're just going to lie. That's the funniest thing. Hey. (laughs) Go ahead. Anyways, I'm not crying in anyone's vehicle. That's number one. If a man... Obviously, this reference comes from future... But if a toxic man wants to make you cry or does, in fact, make you cry, you need to leave. Get up, leave, and go about your day. Like, clearly, he's not worth it. No one's vehicle is worth my tears. I don't care if you have a Phantom. I don't care if you have a Maybach. I don't care if you have a wagon. 
I'm not crying in it. Like that's like, and crying is a metaphor for being in a toxic situation. No, I'm not doing it. However, if there are two identical men, identically equipped, and I have to choose, my life depended on it, why on earth would I ever choose to cry on a Nissan? Well, you heard it here, folks. They want to cry in a phantom. But we're going to break this down. Oh, my God. All right. So when someone says they rather cry in a phantom versus crying in a Nissan, I just it it's really not your it's not your job to interpret what they meant. Oh, my God. Because That's what you're doing. Hold on. Hold on. We all know that future. We really all know keeping it a buck, keeping it a stack. Future wasn't saying, if you have two identical men... Would you rather cry in the Phantom or would you rather cry so in a Nissan? You really just said you can't interpret and you're going to interpret it? I'm telling you because I'm a man. Oh, wow. Here we go. I have the ability to relate to another man more than you do. Okay. So as I proceed my soliloquy, I will say this. soliloquy. It doesn't matter. <laughs> so as we're talking, really what Future was saying, for everybody listening, he was saying... You right, you gonna cry with a rich nigga or you gonna cry with an average nigga? And when A D says she would rather cry in a phantom, that made me say, okay, hmm, that made me think. Do you want everything that comes with that life? Now, because you're in a phantom, that doesn't mean that you're living a phantom type life. Or actually you are living a phantom life because it's not real. You're just in the vehicle. It's taking you to where you think you want to go, but in actuality... So a Nissan's going to take me where I want to go? Nope, we're not. We're we still talking about the phantom right now, Shelly. So look, check this out. Really what we're saying here is, do you want everything that comes with the rich nigga and the phantom? That's really what we're saying. Do you want? Do you want that? Because... That means that you're going to be exposed to a lot more. You're going to see a lot. But is that really giving you the happiness that you truly desire, as stated earlier by AD? Really, what you want is you want your husband and you want your soon-to-be family on the way. Really, wealth, wealth is really not the true priority for a woman. So really, what... And, and I'm not saying you should settle for anybody who just drives a Nissan... But I think we have to understand that just because it's the, the package is wrapped with a phantom, it doesn't mean that the life is really better. And, and really what they're saying and what I felt like, you know, the person in the Nissan is an average person. Like, I got an everyday job. I work nine to five. I do what I got to do. I take my shorty out for dinner. And then, you know, I see her later, whatever, whatever. I might ask her to split the bill. And honestly... If no. you got to split a bill... Whoa, 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 Please, please tread cautiously on this one. Mm. Mm. Take a sip. All right. Sip. <laughs> so here we go. If you got to split a bill, son, I think that really shows a lot more about the woman than the man's financial stature. What? Because... What? If he couldn't really afford to take you out and cover the bill himself, he wouldn't. He's not That's about to. He's not about lie. to risk. You're lying. 
You are lying, right? I don't know what type of dudes you dealt with, but we talking about solid dudes, okay? Solid dudes drive Nissans, okay? That's not that's and not solid it. dudes are asking me to split the bill? Hold on, let's chill for a second. Right. You're gonna get your turn, you're gonna get your swing at it. Keep that same energy. I will. All right, but what we're saying is really if you gotta split a bill, I think it shows your ability your ability to be in a partnership. You have ability to be a real partner. And it is and of course it's all about the attitude that comes behind it because anybody can give a gift, but really if you give it with a bad attitude, is it really a gift? And really what, and, and we're not saying that anyone's out here trying to test you ladies. We're not saying none of that. If you ask me on a date, you are paying for it. You're paying for my drinks. You're paying for my appetizer, period. Okay. So you're talking about if this is a first time date? I'm talking about any date. You can be in a relationship. Well, a relationship's a little bit different. Anytime you ask me out, you are paying for it. Now... I'm not saying, I think all relationships, all dating situationships, blah, 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 whatever. I do think that they are partnerships. And I think if I say, hey, Craig, let's go to dinner tonight. I got this really cool place that I want us to try out. Then at that point, I'm fully ready to split the bill. But the type of man that I pick, the type of man that Craig is, when I reach for the bill, he's snatching it back. That's just a fact. All right, now let's stop right here. Because you can't compare every man to one particular individual because we all... just said I'm Lord and y'all not. Nope. <laughs> I never said that. My face is so dead serious right now. And I'm going to tell y'all why. Now let's talk about this. Basically, when a woman comes with that type of attitude, you're going to pay for this. You're going to pay for that. That's called entitlement. And when you make a man feel like a trick, best believe he ready to trick you back. Because once he get the cheeks, he going to be gone. And y'all going to be like, what happened? We were having so much fun. All of that. Woo, woo, woo. Nah. Because you didn't, you didn't show your ability to actually be a partner. Men at the end of the day want someone that they can talk to, they can they can communicate to, they can relate to. Someone to stroke their ego. And then you want to know this on top of, of everything? See, he didn't. This is that. the trick, y'all. This is really the trick. Real talk. If a woman doesn't act entitled to everything, the man will be so much more likely to want to do it for you. It will be his desire. In layman's terms, ladies, that means stroke his ego. Nobody's even saying That's that. That's exactly what it but means. But if Shorty say, look, I got half on this, he, I guarantee you his initial reaction going to be, nah, I got to chill, chill, chill. You like, you're doing too much. Hey, look, straight up, There's you, you know. getting flights paid for. You There's know when you. out there getting all type of. Right. All of that's true, but we're talking about everyday people. We're not talking about Instagram. We're not talking about like, and, and that's and that's another thing. Like, yeah, we know lines blur sometimes, but we're talking about the majority on this show. So whenever we talk about something, we talk about the majority. Yeah, that's gonna be outliers, and there's people out here tricking off, getting off, doing what they gotta do. But for the most part, straight up, do not act like a brat around a man because I'm telling you. That's how you get dismissed, and that's how you get left. Which, ladies, I'm telling you, all it means is 
put on your soft little voice, put on the cute little dress, make him feel like he's the man, even if he gets something wrong or you know we're going the wrong way via the GPS, make sure that you say, oh no, baby, I'm sure you just know a better way. And correct, ladies, always show your value. Oh my God. Always show how you can add to the pie. Oh Don't just be a taker and a yes man. Oh my goodness. Show up, show out. But don't the right it, way. Right? Clearly, I'm clearly joking, and I cannot wait to get my task on this because what? All right. So we got the Phantom versus Nissan on lock, I think. Do we? You want to add some more? I mean, if we being honest, we are in our 20s, and I don't want anyone to take this the wrong way. I mean, most people in their 20s are not with their husbands. I mean, I hope. That if you're in a committed relationship, I hope y'all stay together. I really do. That's my my God. Because I would I will want anyone to want me to stay together in my relationship. However, the proof is in the pudding that if you get married in your 20s, you're probably divorced by 40. So, if we take that fact, mm. in your 20s, you should enjoy it. Have fun, ladies. You know? So, honestly, if I could go back to college, you know? If I could go back to my younger 20s, I might be in some phantoms. Let's just be honest. Mm. Why not? Hey, I mean, a lot comes with that phantom. Just so y'all know, you might have to meet the whole team. <laughs> Don't forget that. You are not meeting the whole team. Ladies, first, first and foremost, do not sacrifice your precious gift for any of this. Because you can put your mind to it and you can go buy whatever that man can give you times 10. None of that was mentioned until now. I never heard one word about work ethic from AD until now. And that's all I've been saying this whole time. Show your value and be a, be a valuable person as a partner. And I think that will take you much further than trying to, you know, just sit in the phantom. Because Everyone I'm telling you, just sit in the phantom. That's we talked about. Do you want to cry in the phantom work? And we said a lot comes with the phantom. I'm not, and a lot comes with that Nissan too. That Nissan might break down. You might have to push that Nissan a couple times. Might give out a gas. You think so? Hey, I'm just saying. All that I'm Nissan saying may is, not be able to pay for Fogo to chow. All I'm saying is... That Nissan can't even get ballet. That Phantom really might have to make you meet the whole team. And you're not doing that. All right, now. So, AD, I got another question for you. Whew. You ready for this one? Always ready. Stay ready. I bet. So, look, talk to me. Should women ask for gifts they cannot afford? Of course. Should they? Yes. Tell me why. <laughs> <laughs> Got him. Okay, 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 okay. First of all, when you talk about worth, first, you know what? Yes, that's the answer. If I want this and I and you can get it for me, why wouldn't you want to as my partner? I ask for stuff. I want a wagon, Craig. <laughs> That's all you got to say? Okay, no. I mean, honestly, I don't see a problem with asking for a gift you can't afford, especially when you're with someone or even if you're not with someone, like you guys can dream together. That's not a problem. 
you know and then you guys stay together he may come into some money he may do whatever get really successful and then like that five thousand dollar chanel bag that you wanted back in 2017 he like yes like i can finally do this for my baby i'm so excited da, 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 da. like you can always dream with your partner i think that's no problem now if you know that you and your partner are in a completely different financial situation um duh like yeah you okay. should okay so let's change the context what if you're not what if you're not in a partnership if you're not in a partnership what does that mean like if not- you are not together okay. should a woman ask for something that she cannot afford i mean honestly personally i don't ask for anything anything i've ever gotten is has just been a gift has just been like oh like i know you would like this da 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 like so personally i can't relate to women who just ask for things i know people women who have running lists that their significant other can just go to and be like oh yeah she want this she want this she want that that's not me like it's hard for me to make a list of things that i want because anything that i want i go get i go buy it for myself because that's just the type of person i am do i think there's anything wrong with having a list no because you're my significant other even if you're not my boyfriend or whatever you want to be my boyfriend so you should want to make me happy okay so, y'all heard y'all heard how she flipped back and forth between partner. I'm saying I'm talking way about go. the status of your relationship either because I'm gonna tell y'all. I'm gonna tell y'all straight up like this: If I'm dealing with a woman and she's not my lady, please do not ever ask for something you cannot afford. That is ridiculous. If you don't have your own five stacks to go buy a Chanel bag, why are you asking me? If we not committed to each other, why are you asking me? That is absolutely ludicrous. Now I'm not saying I disagree with that. I'm really not. Now, this is the thing. Like, if we really deal with each other like that, that's a whole nother conversation. But the fact is, like, and it's not even about really like your bag. It's not even really about my bag. It's really about, dare I say, the audacity. Because would you ask your parents for this? The people who raised you? The people who birthed you? No, you wouldn't. Would you ask your grandmother, your auntie, your uncle? Nah, you wouldn't. So don't, don't, uh, don't require a man to do a committed, a committed type of action when y'all are not committed. But you didn't say that. The original Whoa. question, the original question was... Should a woman ask for something she can't afford? You never put any specifications on it. Well, you spoke from it from a more of a relationship perspective. I'm speaking on speaking on it from more of a non-committed relationship. If you're not committed, then why are you getting anything? Like, I mean, anything should be everything you get in a non-committed situation. I hate situationships. By the way, I think they are terrible. I think you should date until you are in a relationship, a committed one at that. But if you're in a situation, then in a sense, you're on the team. No, you're on the tryout team. So if you're um, in a situation, you should be trying to get the prize, get on the team and then be the MVP, right? Um, I mean, you know, the way you just broke that down, I don't really have a problem with that. Hey, ladies, if y'all want to, y'all want to be on the trial team and then actually make the team, that's cool with me. I'm no beef on that no, one. No, from a male perspective. All I'm saying is, is, is that it's women out here 
trying to get stuff from men that they can't even afford themselves. And I think that's a true problem. I think that's I think I think that's an issue. And we can talk about many problems with the males, right? I mean, of course. Okay. But in the moment, <laughs> I just don't think women should be asking for gifts that they can't afford, especially if, you know, they're no kin to you and honestly, we all know you're in this to use somebody. So nobody's popping off for you if you just, you know, asking for something without any value in return. So this this topic is a little more heavy. AD, you want to introduce this one? So, yes, you guys know I love the news. Maybe you don't know. Now you know. I love the news. I'm always up on the news. I'm always, you know, making sure I'm tuned in to what is going on politically and things that, you know, really affect my life. And right now we're all cooped up in the house, quarantined like a weird, twisted movie. And um, because of the coronavirus, COVID-19, some may say, well, scholars may say, and what's really going on and what's really happening, which is a story that has just now, like I would say within the last two days, really come to light is the fact that this pandemic is hitting the African-American community way harder than it's hitting any other community. And some may say, hey, well, why is that? You know, we're all human. We all have the same genetic makeup. Well, the fact is when white America catches a cold, African-Americans and other um, underrepresented minority communities, we get the flu. And why is that? Because we are already starting from six feet under to, to begin with, you know, like, the majority, they start ground level, running. Ooh, we good. We we great. You know, like, no history of asthma. No history of, you know, heart disease. Da, 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 da. And I'm talking about the majority. But in African-American communities, we have a history of high blood pressure, asthma. We have a history of, you know, all these illnesses that plague our communities. And they don't plague our communities because we're just like, oh, woe is me, and we're saying we're the victim. No, they plague our communities because of systematic things that are in place. Urban areas with more smoke, more, um, what is it called? Pollution in the air. Mm. What do you get? Asthma, you know? And you can take it all the way back to slavery and the things that we were eating. We had to eat literally like the remains, chitlins, mm -hmm. chitterlings, our pig intestines that white men and the, the massa didn't want to eat. So now we're eating these remains like they're good for us and they're not, you know, and like everything and all of this goes into, you know, why or how or, you know, what's going on today. And like, to me, I just feel like it's not being talked about enough, you know. And here we are, you know, we are great, resilient people. We love to make jokes and like talk about how oh coronavirus coronavirus it's not that deep hashtag quarantine da, 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 da. but it is that deep because if you go outside and you have a history of etc in your family or you go back to grandma's house who has high blood pressure has all these things like you could give it to her and that's a really big problem and now there's a second problem that goes into black health care when we go to the hospital, mm -hmm. who is actually waiting on us? Who cares about us? Indeed. So. Yeah, that's real. And I like I like how you took it back because honestly, a lot of us try to like really sweep over, you know, slavery or whatever you want to like, not even saying whatever, like I don't want to 
I don't want to just Please say don't. it like that. Like, because, like, a lot of us do sweep, though. Like, we sweep it, like, very easily. And really what you were getting at was the evolution in terms of behavioral patterns. So when you were talking about eating the pig intestines and things of that nature, that became an actual cultural tradition for African-Americans. So we continue to do that over year over year, decade over decade, century over century. So now that adds to our issues with diabetes, blood, high blood pressure, with high cholesterol, with asthma, with things like that. And now we are more susceptible to those things, not to mention, so you add on the coronavirus and now the body cannot take it. The body just literally cannot hold itself up. So we are more susceptible to death. And that doesn't even include our environment. We're just talking, that's just a physiological standpoint. When you talk about the environment, you have to think about where we live in. Most of us live in cities, okay, which are, can be technically considered overcrowded. Um, so now what we're saying is we're basically living on top of each other. So that means that we have more contact with each other. We don't live in the suburbs. We live in apartments. So that means that the things that we touch are not just touched by our families, but they're touched by multiple families, meaning that anytime contact takes, takes place, we are making ourselves more visible to the virus itself. So us being in the position that we're in, not to mention our health history and our eating from, like we said, over times of evolution, couple couple all those things together and we are at a disadvantage when it comes to this virus. And if you take a look at the statistics, they tell you African-Americans are dying three to, are more likely three to times, three to four more times more likely to die from this. So it is a problem. And it is something that we all need to be aware of. I mean, honestly, I won't speak for all black people, but there is a notion that African-Americans do not watch the news. So we are not aware of what's actually going on in our country and how severe this actually is. There was actually a lot of propaganda going around for a while saying that black people literally can't get the coronavirus because we're immune to it. Like, and I'll say this for for a fact, too. Even for me for a second, I was like, black people not getting this disease. We good. But in actuality, we can get it and we're actually dying faster than anyone else. And that's what they don't want us to know. And that's my biggest thing is the lack of statistics around it. That's not being publicized, you know. So we don't even really know the real data around, you know. We know that we're dying faster and we're more likely to die once we get it. But... They're not telling us, you know, hey, this is a real problem. And if you really want to go back to another huge issue that you can tie directly with race is the economic gap. You know, I'm blessed to where I can work from home and I can stay in my little humble abode and quote unquote be safe from coronavirus. However, most African-American people and most people who make under a certain amount of money, they don't have that privilege. They still have to go to work every day. You know, all of our essential workers still have to get out, interact with the public. They don't have... Which are mainly who? Which are mainly African-Americans, you know? Like, they don't have masks, even. Like, I've talked to people who are still going to work every day without masks, without gloves. You know, they're just, hey, I still got to go to work. And that's just what it is because I got to provide for my family. But, and and what's $1,200 going to do? That's the real question. 
Like, people can't afford to just not go to work, you know? And I just feel like it's yeah. something that's really... I like... The, like, the virus is a terrible thing, but I really hope that as a country, we really take heed and, like, really realize the wealth gap in this country. And that's something that I feel like wealth... Racism will always be a thing in America. America was built on racism. We will never get rid of that. However, something we can really take hold of and I don't want to say get rid of but like really try to you know capitalize is you know this wealth gap that we have because it makes no sense that the top one percent you know is mm-hmm. so wealthy no that's real talk and honestly just just to cap it off um it's it's, it's truly a problem and I think that the light is being shined and it's not like it's, this isn't you know, something that is new. This has always been apparent. But with with the coronavirus being the pandemic that it is, it's allowing us to actually spotlight. And we, we're actually thankful to those reporters that go into that White House every day and speak with the current administration and ask the questions that they do, because those questions are being nationally broadcasted. So it's not just us watching, but everyone across the world is watching. So now everyone knows that this is a systemic actual issue and this is something that we should actually address. So we're thankful for you guys tuning in and we hope that you guys are ready for the next episode and that we just want to leave you guys off with a nice little banger so that you guys enjoy your night and we just thank you for tuning in. So this is ANC and you guys enjoy your afternoon. My number one. This is for you, you, my number one. Since we fell in love, fell